We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great, too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. And the Knicks will just dribble this one out. That's why the Magic are 4 Step up, especially on the road. The Knicks trying to become a better home court team, folks. This is how you do it. Win the games you're supposed to. And a second straight game where they had so many contributors. Yep. And the crowd loving it. They're on selfish play. The teamwork. Brunson and Anthony Cole Anthony, former Archbishop Beloy. R.J. Barrett had a slow start, but a strong finish. And the Knicks are now 2-1, including 2-0 here at the Garden. 
with Charlotte coming up on Wednesday. Giddy up. Woo, boy. That was fun. That was fun. Let me introduce our special guest for this post game. Um, I am a little under the weather, so he I'm I'm we're 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 done, we're tag teaming this bad boy. Benji Ridholtz. Hello, sir. How are you? Great. That was great a fun game, right? Fun game. Uh great uh new format for me. I'm very excited, and doing it after a win makes it uh, even sweeter. So I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. I thank you for, for coming in. So um I have a feeling we're gonna have a lot to talk about with this one. So we'll let's get through some our comments as briefly as possible and then we'll we'll get to the super chats because I have a feeling people will will have some things to say, mostly positive, I hope. I, I, I hope it's almost all positive, in fact. A couple of things to nitpick. Um, but overall I think this was a game that left me feeling much better about this team than either of the first two games did. And that may seem strange because Orlando's supposed to stink and Memphis won 53 games last year or 56, however many games they won. They won a lot of games last year, you know, and they, uh, you know, they only lost that game by three and they ended up winning this by, by 13, but it was a much closer game. I felt this was the best that they've played overall. And then, but maybe that was because of just some really nice individual performances. Julius Randall being, I think, first and foremost in terms of how good he looked. Um, what are your thoughts on that, Ed? I thought there were stretches in this game from both units that I, yeah, I agree. I thought they looked the best they've looked respectively. Uh, it was a really nice, complete effort. Uh, I think you could basically say everybody played well. RJ took a long time. Maybe wouldn't say it was an over average game, but everyone else really played a good game. Um, and I think that's the first time you can say that. So if, yeah, if someone told you at halftime that RJ Barrett would end this game with more points than Phil goes attempted, you would have said what to that person? <laughs> uh, it was looking ugly. I, was, I don't know. I would have said you're insane. Probably. He was uh, one for nine at halftime with, I think, I don't know how many points he had, but he, he was having a really had, rough. And he hadn't made an, uh, he hadn't made a jump shot yet in the no. season. <laughs> no, he and he ended up three for seven from deep. So good to see the ball go through the hole. Um, RJ Barrett, of course, is not the lead story. Um, I think I come out of this with I'll say I'll say three, maybe four. No, four stories, storylines. One in some order. And I want you to put them in order, and then we'll go to the comments. One, Randall's overall performance, mm. getting as much as we could have possibly hoped for from him at this point in the early season uh, with, with some exceptions on the, on the defensive end, perhaps in transition. That was a good, good tweet by you. Um, Jalen Brunson. I don't think they win this game. If you, if everything else about this game stayed the same and you took away Jalen Brunson, I don't think they win this game. Um, so that's the second thing. Third thing I thought Emmanuel quickly, maybe not consistently through the entire game, but when he was on, Ooh man, uh, was he on with some really nice passing and then Mitchell Robinson, I got to we got to show some love to Mitch. I thought he was at times dominant and I another big factor in their win. So you you tell me where, where what's your ranking right now of those four guys? Ooh, ranking. I know. Tough. Um, I'm going to say Brunson was number one. I agree. Um, I thought both ends. He was a pest on defense. Like he'll get scored on here and there because he's five foot six. But but like I am fine. In terms of key steals, he gets takes charges. He's such a pest. He disrupts things. And then it's like it's really amazing because we've been without a point guard 
for my entire Knicks fandom lifetime. Um, you maybe you've had a couple. I basically have had none. And I had Charlie Ward. I, yeah, I, I, no, let me rephrase that. I had Derek Harper. Derek Harper was, you know, he was really good. But but like the idea, what a point guard does, it's it's so amazing, and you you have to have one to even realize it is like yeah. things are getting a little iffy. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna get to my spot and make this shot now. Now is the time where I need to settle things down and get to my elbow jumper and knock it down and set things back on. Like just such a great feel for the game and the tempo of the game and what needs to get done at every particular time. Like he just settles them into exactly where they need to be, the pace they need to be playing at. Um, and so for that, I'm just so grateful. <laughs> I'm so grateful to watch this guy play. It's the exhal- like the exhalation I made when he hit the shot when they were down, when they were only up six and the magic yep. were coming. And then he just like settled down. That's the one settle down. I'll get to my spot, get out of my way. Yep. Give me a screen. Let me just handle this and we'll get ourselves back on track. Like that is just the epitome of a point guard, a real true point guard. He is as advertised. He is so good. And that's why I would put him number one. Love I, it. I, I keep going. I mean, I think, I think you got to give Randall two. I, I agree as well. We're, we're two for two so far. That's my ranking as well. Um, just great. I, I loved, I thought his first half performance was phenomenal. I thought his second half performance was slightly worse than that. And I do attribute that to, to minutes, which we can get to, which I'm sure. We'll get to. Um, because you just see the offense kind of get into a slog when things are, when everyone's a little tired, but the pace with which he played in that first half, getting them whatever shot they wanted, spreading it around, whether it was, running off a make into a Fournier two-man game or just beating everybody down in transition, getting a mismatch and finding a cutter for a dunk, like the stuff you love to see. Defensively, he did a lot of Julius Randle things, but he's always going to be kind of hit or miss on the defensive end. It just I enjoyed him. I don't know what dance he was trying to do with Paolo Bancaro, 30 <laughs> feet from the hoop, but that was... You're, you know what I thought of? You, do you remember Mellow Fouls? Oh my God. <laughs> right. So, so Mello, right. Mello would do this thing where like he'd get pissed off in a mat in a matchup and he'd just like decide to all of a sudden get super handsy and like up in a guy's face and like yeah. 87% of the time would end in a foul. Yeah. That was what Julius did a couple of times. Like. Yeah. He, he's, he's living up to that building. Um, you know, it's, I mean, it'll come up, so we don't have to talk about it now because I'm sure it's going to come up in the comments, but like we're talking about four minutes, right? Give, give the backup four more minutes. Give him, so you get to 18 for Obi. Keep it at 30 for Julius. There's then there's not there's no story. And like I think Julius is more is fresher. Obi certainly seems like he deserved the extra. I thought Obi played really well. So like, yeah. I don't understand it. I I, I, I know and I, I do believe that that Toppin struggled defensively tonight, even more than Randall did. I thought he it was a hard matchup because you have a bunch, it's like he has to guard one of these stretchy forwards that he kind of struggles to close out on. They have a lot of them. Um so I, I, there's not like a kind of just like a standstill wing that he usually guards and like deals with as the backup four spot. Um, so I got it from that perspective, but like the guy was, the guy had 10 and four, he was plus nine on the night. You're playing Orlando, you're up 12, even when he comes out of the game. Like, are you so scared of the Orlando magic that you, you don't trust your power forward who had played a good game to stay in an extra four minutes so that, so that Randall can come in fresher at the end. Like I, you know the answer to that question. It confounds me. The answer is no, as we've talked about already. But uh, yeah, that who's was your, frustrating. It was. Uh, who's your number three? And and if there's anyone else you think should be on the list, feel free. 
What was it between now? I had I have Mitch and quickly as oh, my other. No, two. Mitch is three. Mitch is three. And I or remember when you three. asked me on the pod, you said, What am I looking for in the next three games? I said, These are favorable matchups for Mitchell Robinson. Isaiah Stewart, nice player, undersized at center. Wendell Carter Jr., better player than Isaiah Stewart, had a decent, had a good game. Yeah. But also, just in terms of like a physical mismatch in there, like Mitchell Robinson is the far superior athlete, far superior size. Like, I just wanted to see him dominate. And I think both games, he came out especially in the first quarter and just said it's not going to be easy in the paint. It's just not going to be easy in the paint for you. He's deterring shots at the rim. He's offensive rebounding the way we know he can. I love how he's come out after that first game where he just got into foul trouble, unfortunately. But I love how he's come out the next two. He had, what, a 14-6, and three blocks tonight. Um, I thought he was excellent. Excellent. Love it. Um, Anything else? Any other thoughts before we move on to the Super Bowl? Actually, I have one other thought. The Magic. I don't know how many games they're going to win. Maybe they don't hit 30 wins. Probably won't hit 30 wins. That's not a bad team. They're probably not a good team, but that's not a bad team. It's not a bad team, and they're and and underratedly they're decimated right now. Yes. Like Markel Fultz isn't on the floor. Jalen Suggs isn't on the floor. Obviously, I mean Jonathan Isaac used to play basketball, no longer seems to, but he he could be playing. And like you look at their bench, Bamba's minus eighteen, Caleb Houston's minus seventeen. I mean that's where the game's lost. Um, so they need some reinforcements. They're, they're not going to win a lot of games, but there's obviously a lot to be excited about. And Bull Bull is like all of a sudden. Boy, he was eight for that, ten from the on the night. Holy that God. was with four he, blocks. Oh. He pulled out a few plays that <laughs> I was like, what, what, "What's happening now?" Uh, yeah, so stuff's happening over there. They should be excited about what they have. They should, but um, we'll leave that to um, Magic Film School. Is there a Magic Film School? Definitely know. not. <laughs> what about all the Magic fans out there? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I'm not gonna crap on magic. Uh shout out to any magic fans out there watching. All right. Uh let's get into it. Let's get into uh some of the comments from from folks. We start off, of course. We start off. Robert Cross. Is it fair and reasonable to say that I am watching all RJ slander and collecting receipts? <sighs> of course he starts off with an RJ comment. You're goddamn right. Hashtag 53 wins. Uh yeah, t shirt coming soon. Um I, I'm not just what thoughts. I'm not, I'm not going to say anything about RJ. He, I, I did not think he had a great game. He was horrendous in the first half and horrendous in a way that was super troubling because like he didn't have it going and other guys did. And yeah. he was just like forcing crap up. Um, I don't mind if he takes corner threes and decent drives to the rim, obviously like whether he's making or missing, that's what he's paid to do. It's what he needs to learn how to do. But when you're when you're putting up crap in gar in, in, in traffic and floaters that have a one point three percent chance of going in, um, no, you got to move the ball. You got to move the ball. Be a distributor when it's not going for you. Um, so yeah, you. I mean, look, he's gonna he's gonna go through. He's gonna have a run where he's gonna be great. It's gonna happen. Yes. The question is whether those can become more consistent and these can become a little less consistent. Um. Tibbs on Julius Randle just now. I love the way he's diversifying his game. Look at that. Tibbs. Me, me too. <laughs> yeah, all of us. Uh, Jeremy Chase. Dare I say it? Randle Renaissance. Uh, if you'd have given me these three games and said, like, what, what percentile outcome? If you could have, like, incepted these three games into my mind and then asked me what percentile outcome this would be, I would have probably been, I don't know, something slightly north of 90th percentile outcome. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. 
and and we we had no idea what this was going to look like when he came out, right? It's like I, I had no idea. He's cleared his head clearly, which is credit to him. All credit to him. After the disaster last year, he came in with a very fresh new mindset. Everything about his body language is good. Um, but he's also made shots. And and the question is going to be when he stops or has a couple of rough games and things don't go his way, like he's that that mindset needs to just continue. Um, but I love how he's playing. Six threes per game. He's taken 18 in three games. He has made um, six of 18. So shooting 33%. Something to monitor, both the volume and the and the accuracy moving forward. But I'd really like to see. I know he made one corner three tonight. He takes yeah. a ton of above the break threes um, because they play him in that pick and pop spot a lot. And and when he's off the ball up there, I'd love to see him exchange on the weak side with the guy in the corner um, because I think he could use a little bit of a, an easier diet. Like he takes a couple tough step back, step backs a game, which sometimes he needs to at the end of the clock. But like getting a couple easy corner threes, um, you know, just exchange with the other guy. Let the other guy come to the top of the key. Love but, it. Yeah. Good. Uh, good thoughts. Ryan Huang. What's going on, Ryan? Great win. Last year's Knicks choked the lead. I, I'm afraid to know what the final score of this game would have been if it was last year's team. Randall looks awesome, but that's no excuse to not play OB 18 plus minutes. Tibbs needs to figure something out. It's something to figure out. What is there to figure out? It's just have a little bit more trust in your backup. He Tibbs sphincter started tightening up. What does he do when his sphincter tightens up? He goes, he goes to his horse. That's all there is to it. It's frustrating, but yeah, and it's like the worst. It's like this was the magic. So if it's Miami, I mean, the, <laughs> Obi might be out by the end of the third quarter. <laughs> you know, he is a. 25 minute a game player, at least in this league that is not playing 25 minutes a game because of the team he's on and who he's playing behind. It's, it is what it is. Yep. Um, good thought though. Michael, Aaron, what's going on, Michael? Great to, great to hear from you. The Knicks have a point guard and Julius is winning me back in record time. Yeah. It didn't take very long. Um, man, this Brunson thing's exciting. I can't wait for this to continue. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's really, it's like one of those things where you don't know, you don't know what you have. I don't know. What's the expression? Oh, you, uh, you don't know what you're missing until you have it. It's something, yeah, I guess it's like the reverse Just, of, you know, yeah. But like that's how it, you don't, it's, and the opposite of you don't know what you have till it's gone. Yeah, exactly. I can't, it's, it's so stark. It's like, um, Alfred Payton and, and Kemba Walker to, to this, where it's just total control of the game. And, and I was, I said, I tweeted this out, like, Tibbs has said a couple things in the last couple of days, which are all true. I'm not like criticizing him for saying these things, but it, you know, it's like, he's so intelligent, like, and he makes up for his deficiencies or he doesn't look the part. And I'm just like, don't overlook the fact that he's got one of the very best handles in basketball. He makes six to seven filthy moves a night that make guys look silly. He's got an incredible <laughs> change of pace. He's got incredible footwork and he's a great shot maker. Like he's, he's, I feel like we almost talk about him. Like he's like, he's Peyton Pritchard or something like that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Phenomenally skilled phenomenally skilled. He's not just smart and like a winner. He's, he's like super skilled. <laughs> this is not, this is not like Raul Neto out there. You know? Exactly. It's not Raul Neto. It's not even, it's not even Ricky Ruby. Oh it's my like, God. You, you took the, <laughs> who's a, who's more talented than the guys we talked about. Cause he's a, he's a, he's a yeah. top 5% passer in the league. Like he's different, but, but like just in terms of like overall offensive ability, this guy is exceptional. Yeah. Good stuff. All right. Next up. Uh, thanks for that, uh, Michael. Danny Gardner, what's going on, Danny? Great to see you on the halftime Zoom. This team is so fun. So many options. Going to be electric at the Garden all year. I hope so. 
Uh, 48 minutes of very good point guard play goes a long way. Uh, good opportunity to just point out uh, that Derek Rose. Nine minutes. Yes. Yeah, weird. Strange. And he was minus 10. He was the only negative guy on the team. Not that yeah. that means everything or anything, but just kind of quiet. Uh, didn't really do a lot of initiating. Uh, feeling it out. It's kind of a weird, that's been a weird subplot this season. It's like, what's going on with Derek Rose exactly? Um, if Tibbs isn't trusting Derek Rose, then something's going on with Derek Rose. I mean, according to him, he's playing like crap. That's what he said after the last game, which I thought the last game he was, he was pretty good. Um, but yeah, no, something to watch moving forward. Thanks, Danny. Um, again, great to hear from you. Robert Cross with one more. First time, long time, John. Of course. Playing OB ain't no stopping topping. Ain't going to work in my world. Not acceptable. Care to comment? Hashtag 53 wins. I'm assuming you meant to say playing him so few minutes is not going to work in your world. I look, it's the I I don't know. Is there a bigger elephant in the room on this team? I mean, I he's extension eligible this summer. He's looked great in his minutes. He's former number eight overall pick. He's a good player. He could do really good things. And he could I in the right offensive scheme where he's used differently than he is here. I don't know what that player, I don't know what he's worth, but you know who I'm sure is wondering what he's worth? <laughs> Obi Toppin and his agents. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't really know. And I actually thought the first, they actually did run some stuff for him. Um, they had some really nice sets where he was kind of um, going to set an off ball screen and then just slipping it to the rim. They got a lob for him on that play. They also got him uh, on a little roll on a screen where Hartenstein was um, was spacing out, which I love to see. I, there is there has been an effort to get him more involved. I had no problem with like what they did offensively with him on the floor tonight. Um, I just had an issue with with taking him out early against the Orlando Magic when he was playing a very solid game. Um, it's just it's like the one I wish I wish I didn't have that because it's really only my one note is <laughs> like yeah. other than RJ shooting, which I, you know, it will come and go. But like, it's just like the, my one note that I come away with a bit of a negative taste in my mouth is like, I just want to see this change, but it's not going to change. Yeah. Um, no, but it's a, it's a, it's an important note. And uh, yeah, it's like he, it, it, if he was doing it more, he'd get more press, more publicity, more, more love and all that stuff, but uh, not happening right now. But, we're staying positive. Sorry, Robert. Uh, next up, Guy Huber then. What's going on? Concerned about RJ. I love everything else. Love Randall's approach this year. Love Mitch. JB is the savior. But can we talk about what the plan is for Obi? Yeah, we just kind of talked about it. I don't I don't know what the plan is. Um, I don't know what the plan is. Something I was thinking about the other day, though, like if the like it, it seems I would assume knowing how this front office operates that they will continue to treat Obi Toppin internally like the asset that they, I think, and we, I'm pretty sure, all believe he would be if he was playing 25 to 30 minutes a game or more. No one's going to pay that price or approach that price for him if you're trying to use him as a chip in a trade. So, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, this is a conversation that a lot of people were having around the Mitchell trade. Was like, front offices know they watch they watch they watch more film than anybody else when it comes to like they're deciding to get a player, whether they want a player. So like they're watching all of Obi's film, and the question is like, does that mean that they 
should be able to project what it would look like if he played 30 minutes or is, are you inhibiting him nonetheless by not playing him? Like does it actually affect his trade value to not play him more? And I, I've come out on that. And I mean, based on what Obi seemed to be worth to Utah, um, I think, I think the answer is it does. I think it inhibits his value. I think it says something about what your franchise thinks of him. So that in and of itself, like jazz aren't, aren't at practice. The jazz aren't at workouts. Like the jazz only can see his game film. And if you, if your franchise is not invested in you and it doesn't seem to trust you, I think that that sends a signal. And even as a leverage play, it's like, well, even if the jazz did value him, it's going to be, they, they can tell the Knicks, we, you know, that it, he, on the market, he has less value just because the Knicks didn't allow him to, to gain that value. Um, and I think that matters. I think it played out. Um, I think you saw it this summer. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a tough situation. I, based on Ian's reporting that they don't necessarily want to pay both these guys as their extensions are coming. And based on the fact that Emmanuel quickly, despite not scoring tonight, finished the game. Yeah. Over Pretty important. Rose over Reddish, I guess, would have been the other option. Um, and certainly over Fournier, who it appears, thankfully, is not a closing player for this team. Um, Still 27 minutes, but yeah, thankfully. Yeah, he's, but, but you know, okay, it steps in the right direction. I think that tells you probably who they value more. Um, I think, you know, maybe when Grimes comes back, that changes. We'll see. But I think based on the way they've treated both of these players, I think it's pretty clear who they value more, despite one being the eighth pick and one being whatever he is, the 20, 25th, yeah. Fifth pick. Yeah. Good call. That's where we are. All right. Next up. <clears throat> Thank you, everybody, by the way, uh, who's watching and commenting and the whole thing. Uh, Kevin Danishevsky. What's going on, Kev? This is a game the team loses last year. 100% completely agree. No, no. I don't think anyone could be good argue otherwise. Those three consecutive shots by Jalen Brunson is why he's here. Um, Jew is everything he wasn't last year. Those screen and rolls, yes, moving without the ball and then inheriting the ball and finishing, which is what he can do and what he is good at. Um, great to see it. Hope to see a lot more of it moving forward. Uh, next up, Rob Delusma. Uh, sup, JM and Classic man, Claudio and all. Actually, Andrew Claudio, shout out to Andrew. He's off tonight. Um, but uh, he, Well-deserved, AC. Uh, uh, very well-deserved. I don't, I don't know what he's doing. I hope he's doing something fun, though. That's that's all I will say. Um, but, uh, yeah, um, could I, we have a, uh, a very, very special guest producer. I don't know. Am I allowed to reveal his identity? Do you want to come say hi? Maybe he wants to come say hi. I'm going to leave it up to him. Um, we need to put some respect on Julius Randle's oh. name right now. Uh, that is all my wonderful Knicks fam. We, we put enough respect on, on Julius's name? No, we put more on it? Um, I, I, said, I, thought, I, I thought he was great. You tell me. I, I love the way he's playing. I thought his defense was a, a bit uneven. Um, I... I don't, I don't. I think I gave him a lot of. I, he played a great game. No, I think he we're putting. I think game. we put enough respect on this name. Uh, I just want to see the pace keep up, and I think that is um, directly related to how many minutes he plays. Yeah, no, for sure. Less is more. Ryan Huang. Also, who benched? Who's benched for Grimes now? IQ question mark. Cam question mark. Rose 
two question marks. Oh man, if if Cam comes back on Wednesday, I don't think he will. But if he did, I could see happen? I could see a couple things happening. I th- I could see like Rose taking a few games off here. I, like I wonder if something's up, and maybe they. Even if something's not really up or like a, maybe even a tiny bit up, they'll just like say, hey, take it easy for a few games and we'll keep this going so that Cam can stay in the rotation. I could definitely see that. Uh, things could sort themselves out. Someone else could tweak something, you know, twist an ankle. You never know. But if Grimes does come back and everybody's healthy and nobody's off the roster, I, I think Cam's going to sit. That's what I, I think. agree. I, that would be my inclination until they can do something. I, I, that's my, that's what I think. My prediction is that they keep Grimes out until someone else tweaks something or needs a rest. It could be. I, I just, you know, Grimes is like, Grimes is really important to what you're trying to do. I, I don't, you know, he shouldn't <laughs> like, if he's ready to go, he's got to play. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a tough, it's a tough situation and good for Cam Reddish for making it a tough situation. Cause he played a nice game tonight. Yeah. Didn't did. overdo anything. Didn't didn't try to do too much. Just like was solid out there. Like defensively got a couple deflections, maybe fell asleep once once or twice, which he'll do, but he's making it he's making it tough on the coach, which is his job. Played within himself, I thought. Absolutely. Did a nice job. Um, thanks for that one, Ryan. TK, what's going on? Thanks for the contribution, TK. Is there a reason why D Rose is getting so little time, even though he's probably one of our most efficient players? Trade talks, question mark, just interesting. I think we're gonna see a big game from RJ on Wednesday. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what else to say about Rose. Um, other than that, something maybe physically is not really right with him yet. I, I would, I don't think he's going to be, in, I don't think you're going to see him in trade talks at all. I'd be quite frankly shocked if he was discussed in a trade, unless it was like absolutely necessary salary for some larger deal. I don't, I don't see that happening. Um, Big game from RJ on Wednesday. I'm trying to think of the matchup with Charlotte. Is that like, I don't know if it's a good or a bad matchup. Gordon just, Hayward. I just watched, I watched actually a lot of their game against um, who they just Atlanta played. yesterday. They just crushed Atlanta. Yeah, they did. Atlanta's defense remains disastrous. Dumpster fire. That was horrible. Oh man. Uh, Gordon Hayward's so good. Like he, I actually wanted to try to put a tweet out about this. Like I, I he's become a little bit of a punchline. Um, but like, what a solid basketball player makes so many smart little passes. He's just really, really good. And he always hurts the Knicks. I feel like, um, yeah, uh, they, otherwise uh, they don't have much wing depth. I mean, Vanderbilt, if he's guarding RJ is a really good defender. Uh, I mean, McDaniel's not Vanderbilt. Yeah. Um, I mean, Plumlee, it's not, Plumlee's not, uh, you know, Plumlee's not even Wendell Carter on as a, yeah. as a room protector. Um, and certainly not bull bull. Um, I don't think anyone's bull bull. No, if RJ doesn't have a good game against Charlotte, it's because of RJ. It's not because of Charlotte. Yes, we're not talking well, about a we're not well talking said. about a top yeah. defense on that side. Well, well said, well said. Uh, okay, next up, Dan Hidalgo. What's going on, Dan? Even on a night when the stat line doesn't jump off the page, Mitch has taken a step forward this year. Completely agree. Contributes to winning basketball. I. In some ways, he's been my most impressive. I mean, Brunson's Brunson, you know, and it's great that Julius is doing all the nice things. I think I may personally be most impressed by Mitch. And that's with 
if I factor in the preseason, I have to factor in the preseason because preseason happened as well, um, even with the first game. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, I think came out, dominated the paint, got some blocks, switched out a couple times on like late clock situations and forced a couple of shot clock violations, turnovers, um, was just everywhere. And yeah, he's just um, definitely like you compare how he looks coming into this year to last year and it's like a whole different player. And I think we got flashes of it two years ago that he could be this good. And now, you know, just sustain it. Like, like I want don't get hurt. Don't get in foul trouble. Um, not that getting hurts always up to him, obviously, but you know, just let me see it over the first 20 games of the season, just like this Mitchell Robinson. And we're yep. talking about a really, really good starting center, um, which is huge. I know uh, Wendell Carter got him to jump and drew the foul yeah. in the second half, but in the first half, Carter tried to take him a few times on that one possession on the, the near side, um, and Mitch was just having none of it and ended up, I think, with like an air ball from Cole Anthony because Carter just couldn't get anything on Mitch. It was great, great yeah. possession. I'd love to see that one. I'm a little disappointed he was 2 for 5 from the line. I, I, I was hoping maybe for some marginal improvement. I'm not sure we're going to get that. It's, but it's it, bigger, it, bigger samples. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. remain we'll remain hopeful. Uh, thanks for that one, Dan. Robert Cross with one more. And John, before I lose my train of thought, if we trade him, I'm assuming you mean Obi, we will regret it for years, years in all caps. Important for anybody just listening on the pod to know that Robert Cross, but years in all caps. Did you get that one, Veggie? All caps. Years. Years. That's how I always, whenever Robert writes something, I just read it in all caps. Oh, that's smart. So then the years should be in like <laughs> like bold and underlined and all caps. Uh, put that in Ian's report. Hashtag 53 wins. I mean, if they trade him, will they regret it? I I think Obi's always going to be a, a product of where he's playing to a certain extent. Well, I think they'll regret it if he if he reaches potential and like this, like Randall thing only takes you wherever it takes you. And yeah, they will, they'll regret signing Randall, the extension in the first place. Sure. I mean, if Obi really becomes a, like a, an all-star level player or even a really high end level starter, I mean, you might regret it. Depends what you get back also, but look, I mean, they're going to have to consolidate at some point. So as sad as it is to see one of these guys go, it sounds like one of these guys is going to go. I one of Julius Randle or Obi Toppin will not be on the team next year. I think. You can, again, like I, I ranted about it a bit on the pod. It's like I, this is not doing anybody any favors with Obi. Like, no. it's just not a good fit with this no. coach and with this with this roster. Agree. Um, good comment as always, Robert. Thank you for taking our jabs. Nomadic Nick fan. Thank you for the contribution. Great team win. I must be the dumbest basketball fan ever. I still believe RJ Barrett is going to be special. <laughs> I gotta laugh at a Benji. And I listen to Blue Wire podcasts. LOL. There we go. Did you uh, respond to that, John? That, that, uh, everyone seemed to jump all over that. I, I, I did. Said, I, I saw said, it pretty early on and I was like, whoa, I said something on, on the pod uh, okay. and I'll leave it at that. Uh, hashtag why do you hate RJ Barrett John hashtag thanks KFS um, I don't hate RJ um, I, I I don't I don't I, I'm still not at the same ceiling that some some folks are that's all I hope I and I hope he proves me wrong but yeah 
It's funny you say that you're not because I've heard you say you would bet he'd made an all-star team. Yeah, I do think he's going to make, I think he'll make at least so, one all-star. I think he'll like make probably people, a couple all-stars. I, I know like the why do you hate RJ Barrett thing is kind of a joke. I know. But also, if you think he's going to make an all-star team or you would bet he would make one all-star team, I think you're on like the high projection end. I'm high. Like amongst, that's high. Like, M- like the larger NBA world of people who watch basketball. Right. I am, not in Nick's world, right? Not in Nick's world. Yeah. Right. I'm with you. Yeah, I figured as much. Uh, thanks for that one, um, Nomadic Knicks fan. Hey, Jessica, what's going on, Jess? I can't believe Randall tonight running up and down the court attempting <laughs> attempting defense. <laughs> Does one attempt defense? Mellow, mellow defense. Mellow defense. Rebounds. I don't know what happened this summer, but I like it. Um, I think someone had a conversation with him at some point, and I, I don't know what was said, but Oh, look, we yeah, I do want to say one thing about it also. Like, yeah, he's paid a lot of money to do this. What happened last year is not excusable. So this is an excuse as much as it's a. There was something going on with him last year that was like beyond even just like getting booed. There was there yeah. he there was something going on. So, you know, they're human beings. I don't know what it was. That's why you're willing to give a guy another chance is like, who knows? And I give him a lot of credit for coming in day one this year, clearly with a new mindset. Um, and it's shown in every aspect, not just his play, the way he's interacting with teammates, the way he's interacting with the referees. Like there's clearly been a, a real effort here to kind of start fresh. So I give him a ton of credit for that as much as of the blame that I gave him last year. If he keeps this up, I'll give him as much as praise this year. Like he's, he's been great. He's been great. All that needs to be said about Julius Randall. Um, Deserves any praise he's going to get. Um, thanks, Jessica, for the comment and the contribution. Juanon, what's going on? Good win. This is your first, <laughs> your first experience with Juanon, uh, Benji? Oh, no. no, no I'm, I'm familiar with you. The you work. are familiar with you. I'm familiar with this game. I'm familiar with this game. However, I've never been on a post-game show, which is, which is, you know what? Came up. I think you should read this comment. <laughs> All right. Uh, good win. Brunson changes things for the better. That said, just imagine how nasty that first unit could be if Mitch could knock down a jumper from 10 to 15 feet. Oh, my God. Listen. <laughs> Miles Turner rumors by Christmas. Um, he Zero cannot. chance. He will not. He cannot. He should not. No. Um, let's make a free throw. How about that? Yeah, uh, I'd be fine with I, I I'm very if Mitch plays like he has played this season, including the, the preseason, uh, that's just fine. That's like absolutely a good, good value. Absolutely. And he actually made a layup tonight and one. That was not a dunk. I was proud of him for that. Yeah. Yeah. He did. Yeah, make some free throws though. Uh thank you for the comment. Robert Cross with one more. This chat is reserved for Big Thread Ben. That is. Benji, are you ready to hop on the money Mitch train? It sounds like he is. Hashtag 53 wins. Hashtag no cutlets. I'm driving the money Mitch train. <laughs> oh my God. 17 mil. Money Mitch is great. It's a great nickname. I hope I hope he some somebody tells him that there's this person out there who has adopted Money Mitch for his nickname. You know, something I didn't we didn't discuss, John, was that I found it interesting that when Mitch was in all that foul trouble, um, Hartenstein just played 40 minutes instead of Sims getting like a few spot minutes to, to spell him. That is interesting. I figured Sims was like, he showed enough where like, I just felt like Hartenstein, that was a career high minutes for him. You could just put like, Sims isn't going to hurt you. You're putting him in five, six minutes in the game and just like let him run around and grab rebounds. But that was interesting. I thought 
Yeah, I mean, Sims has kind of become an afterthought. Yeah, on this team, and he was like, "That dude's an NBA player." Like, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, they signed him to an NBA contract because they thought he was an NBA player. <laughs> yeah. Um. So that was kind of interesting. I just I figured like that's a really I, and I like the deal because you know Mitch is gonna you know your, your seven footers aren't gonna play every game. Mitch is shown to be fairly injury prone. He's not gonna play every game. I got that. I just figured also like in foul trouble scenarios like that one that he'd get, you know, five, six minutes just to run around, wreak some havoc. And then, well, you know, but whatever. Here's your question. Uh, if and when either center gets hurt, do we get, do we get no. Julius and Obi? No, 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 no. Okay. Glad we got that out of the way. Uh, it took like, it took like half the team to have COVID for that to happen last that is year, true. if I remember. That is correct. Thank you, Robert, for the uh, comment and contribution. Drazov, what's going on, Drazov? I know he had, he was bad in a lot of ways, but did we did we perhaps <laughs> you read the comment? Did we perhaps underrate Alfred Payton's distinct designation of still being a true point guard? This team reminds me of the 2020 team thus far, post D Rose trade. I. I don't know how to answer that. I mean, Alfred did the thing that he was asked to do, which is drive when he, when he had the ball and organize the offense and like made the right entry pass and all of those sorts of things. Um, and what, what, what else can we add? To, I don't know how else to respond to this. Here's what I'll, I'll say. Um, and taking the question, even though I'm making funny faces, I, I it's a fair question. I think, they underrated his just his size, especially defensively. Even though I don't think he was any kind of great defender, I think he the drop like, off from him, just in terms of how switchable you could be on the perimeter, uh, was that was a big deal going down from him and Bullock to Kemba and Fournier. That was a big deal last year, and it took them a long time to even start to cover it up correctly. Um, I think that was underrated. I, I don't think anything about his offensive game was underrated. I think he was a terrible offensive player, and I think he's out of the league. Two years, he is late. out of the league. So, like you know, like I, 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 I and that kind of shows you. I think, like, I don't think there's a ton of value in that player. I just don't. I never did. I, I still don't. Well said. Yeah, I mean, I don't. Alfred Payton came and did his job to the best of his ability. That's the best thing I could say about him. Um, thank you for the comment and the uh, contribution, Drizzle. I appreciate it. Anthony Six, though. It's the magic, but things like decisiveness, being vocal on the court, and ball movement and hope translates all year. Hashtag, whose house? Brun's house. That's pretty good. Hashtag, Brunder years. I'm loving all these creative Brunson hashtags. I just want that noted. He didn't even go with Brunson burner. Brunson. Oh, that's a good one. And I teach chem this year, too. Um, oh. Yeah, there you go. I... um. Um, so far they've played up. I, I don't even want to, I, I don't want to think about opening night that much. Like they, they've played now two teams that they should beat and they've beaten them and they've looked impressive in different ways in both of those wins. I'm really looking forward to not even like the Bucks game. Cause like it's the Bucks and the Bucks are really good, but like their upcoming games after the Bucks game are against the Cavs and the Hawks. I want to see how they do in those games. I want to see how they do against teams with elite, specifically elite backcourt talent and like teams, the guys that could really do some things. I want to see how they fare against those teams. That's what I want to see. Yeah, but you know what's 
I agree. I do too. And at the same time, winning these two games decisively is almost, I feel like it might be more important, like in terms of where they're actually going to finish. Cause I think they will steal a couple here and there from the better teams. Like, but they need to take, and they didn't do this last year, which is one of the big reasons why, you know, the OKC loss, the Orlando, two Orlando losses. You look at like those games. That's why they were outside the plane was like the losses to crap teams. And you have to take care of those. You have to take care of those. Um, so it was really good to see these last two nights them basically have decisive leads throughout um, that, or at least once they built it, they kept it. Um, so that's, I think really encouraging, really encouraging. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands. So you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Agreed. Well said. Thanks, Anthony. Appreciate it. Uh, next up, Darth Dream. Thank you for your contribution. We appreciate it. Um, TK, I can't help but see Fournier as such an odd man out. I know he brings a type of three-point shooting no one else has, but um, you can see defensively it's not there. Ooh, that's an understatement. I had the thought this, watching this game that Fournier sticks out a little bit like a sore thumb on this team. Am I wrong? No, no, I, he doesn't fit. Um, I agree 100%. I will say, I actually, <laughs> uh, for Evan Fournier defensive games, I thought he did a very good job on Terrence Ross tonight. And Terrence Ross is a guy that that has killed the Knicks forever and ever and ever and ever. Um, 
And I thought he was up in his jersey all night. It's like one of those things where it's almost because it doesn't matter if you get blown by because Terrence Ross is really just a shooter who doesn't want to go to the rim. It helps him because he doesn't have to worry about getting beat laterally. It's just like, I'm going to stay up. I'm going to chase you over every screen. I'm going to be in your jersey, disciplined, and take away your three-point shot. That's actually a good That's a good matchup for him, and I thought he did a great job. Um, so I do want to give him credit for that, even though I, I generally agree that it's it's not a great fit. Um, and I do want to see Grimes in that spot. And as always, I want to recognize how great a shooter Evan Fournier is because he is. He's a great shooter. He is. Um, that said, what odds would someone have to give you for you to bet that when Grimes comes back, the move is Cam moves into the starting five and Fournier moves out of the rotation? What odds would you need? I, I wouldn't. I would think. I would think Grimes is a starter and Cam is still on the bench. If anything, and Cam comes off the bench, but Fournier or Fournier. Comes I'm saying if if Fournier is out of the rotation, which I doubt. I don't think it's going to happen. But so if you that, do not think that that's in the cards. No, I, th- I think it, I think the cards are they move him at some point if they can. I, I don't, I don't. It doesn't. That's not. I don't know. It doesn't feel like what this front office has done. I, I don't. It, I don't see it. I just it doesn't it. feel like it to me either. But I, I just wanted to throw it out there as like, see if I'd support it. I, you know, it's a bit rough that he has still has basically all of those two years left um, to just eat that money basically and bench him. You don't want to do that for an asset play either. Which is why I don't. I just don't think that's going to happen. Um, but if it did happen, I, I do not think Cam would enter the starting lineup. I don't think Tibbs trusts him yet. I think it would be Grimes. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, next up, Kyle Kagan. Thank you for the contribution. Appreciate it. Uh, Dom Cappuccini. What's going on, Dom? Who is this Mitch? I like this guy. I called it. Mitch is about to be a force now. Last year we lose. Hashtag we back. Um, I like the hashtag we back for this year. Um, I I just think Mitch is like a consistent version of the guy we've seen with some like maybe more fine tuning. Like I don't think he's like a different player. I just think he's more consistent. Yeah, I thought second half of the year last year, I thought he was good. I, I think that he got their defense back to like a top 10 defense in the second half of the year. Uh, he like led the league in offensive rebounding second half of the year. I think he came in out of shape or like he tried to put on that weight or was it whatever happened there. He didn't look like the same guy. And it slowly built back. I thought he was he was pretty good um, as the as the season wore on. And I think now we're seeing a guy who's a bit more focused, in shape, uh, looks athletic, looks springy, and has definitely added some strength. Yeah, all about to be a force. He's a force. He is a force. He's a force right now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, thank you, Dom. Jay Wright, what's going on? Knicks lose this game without JB. That's my point guard, hundred percent. No, no question there. Um, I love what you do with him in college, Jay Wright. I'm proud of you. Thank you for coaching him, coaching him up. And uh, we owe this one to you, man. That was good. That was good. <laughs> so I need you here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Maybe it's him. You never know. <laughs> All right. Uh, next up, Jacob. What's going on, Jacob? Thank you, man, um, for the generous contribution. Two wins in the books. We have twice as many wins as losses. So that means if we stay on this pace, they will be. 54 and 27. Does that math check out? It's not my strong suit. Don't ask me. I think 54 and 27, but that's, that doesn't add up. And so it's either, it can't be exactly twice as many wins as losses. I don't think, unless my math is off Um, two wins in the books. Let's blow past that Vegas line. Once RJ starts getting some consistency, look out. I'm okay with some of his rough starts so far. Let him shoot his way through the, 
through this while the rest of the team can pick him up. I, I, I have a feeling you agree with what I'm about to say because of the face that you're making, but when to me, it's very difficult to over. It was like his nine, his one for nine in the first half. It felt like it really hurt the team in a, in a way that I, I looked at the, like it was a six point game at halftime. And I was like, man, if you get like an average RJ game, even average or even slightly below average, I feel like they're up by a dozen at least. It was the, right. It was the, it was the, Large, it was the biggest inhibitor to the Knicks really building a big lead there. It was his struggles. Yep. And what I'd say, Jacob, is let him shoot his way through it if the shots are good shots. And that kind of that and that to me, that goes with the fact that I think generally his game should probably skew a bit. And I've been saying this for two years, to a little bit more of a playmaker than than a shot taker and maker. Like I think, and I think that's a different way to contribute, but it's as impactful. And with his size and with his speed, and honestly with his vision, when he wants, when he when he allows himself to see the court, uh, I think I just I, I I will say this: that's the best path for him to be a really impactful basketball player. Benji had four assists in eight minutes in the first quarter the other night. I loved his first quarter. And they were and they were nice. They Beautiful, were like good, real patient, NBA assists. Probing. He had one nice pass on the baseline to Brunson, where I don't remember if it was a ping pong once it, eventually it landed in the it ended up in the Brunson three on like a little bit of a semi-transition play that tonight that I loved. Doesn't need to go up with it at the rim. He's not that good at it. If there's a rim protector there, if there's a rim protector there, he's not that good a finisher. Like it's just picking your spots better. Like he has gotten better and he'll continue to get better. He's never going to be an elite finisher. So it, it's, I, but I do feel like there's so much untapped potential there in terms of a playmaker. It's just shifting his approach a bit. Um, and so like, I, I wouldn't let him shoot his way out of it. I think he's got to take the right shots and let him get other guys to shoot their way out of it. Like find other guys open because they're there. You, you attract a lot of attention. Um, I, that's that's where I really think where RJ comes out. I co-sign completely. Um, well, we're um, next up. Well, we're getting the next comment up. Quote from Tibbs on Brunson: He's just in complete control at all times. Mm-hmm. He hit some tough spots in the game, and he has just such a strong demeanor and face. And it's one of the termination. Love that. Uh, it gives your team belief that we could do this. Yes, it does. Dan Hidalgo impressed with the boy in the buy-in given trade rumors of the off season. I mean, that's something I've spent some time thinking about. And I'm the guys that I'm particularly like Fournier again, to me, I mean, this is probably just how he plays, but like, he looks like a guy again that, I mean, he knows that like there, there was no, there was no, uh, like internal debate about like, Oh, should we give up Evan Fournier in this trade? Like there was debate about all of these other pieces about whether we should give them up, you know, um, you know, and Fournier obviously knows that I, I would assume, I, you know, I do wonder how it's, a, it will maybe, or is affecting some of the other young guys, but. Yeah. Uh, they've all played well at various times. These first three games, um, I think for I give Fournier a lot of credit because I, I do feel like he's an excellent team guy. I feel like he's yeah, 
super supportive, a good teammate. I think he's somewhat of a leader there. I, th- I feel like, and uh, you know, he's a very prideful Fournier, like fr- French national team. Like we know he's a very prideful ball player. Like he thinks highly of himself and that's as he should. Um, it can't be easy to not finish these games for him. No. But I, I, I commend that he's all in. Like, again, we, we, we had the Alfred P- Payton reference earlier. Like we all remember what it looked like when Alfred Payton didn't finish games. Yeah. And he's not half the player Evan Fournier is. No, he's not. I don't think he's and like a he third would, of the player. He would like you know, guys, guys, ha, you know, these guys are prideful and like stuff like that can get to you. And I I give him credit for not allowing it to. I think that's important for a team. Yeah. Fournier has been the best guy on the floor against Team USA. You know, that's not. Yeah, it's not something to take lightly. Um, thanks, Dan. Uh, next up, Andrew Mitch maturing Q in for slow moving Fournier plus plus. Yeah, I, I liked him going to Q uh, quickly to finish the game tonight. That was good. Hundred percent. We haven't talked about Q at all, and I, I <laughs> he's got to make shots. I, 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 but, but underrated, like we, we're talking about RJ not making shots yeah. quickly hasn't exactly. And by and he's pumping out of good ones, and he's getting worse ones. Like there was the shoot. one in the second half where he had the ball on the top of the key, just a little bit to the left of the, of the yeah, and he j- like ended up in a step back right when he had the shot originally, and then yeah, he, it was just yeah. weird. He's got well, yeah. That goes to his release point a little bit, and that's low, and that he he's got a very interesting shot, which I think contributes to that. But he's got to shoot it, and he's got to shoot it better. But that said, six six boards, eight assists. Um, some my God, some nice. This is what look. I, I, this is what Knicks fans have been screaming from the rooftops: is that this guy he impacts winning, whether he's making shots or not. And I I think that's true. I, I think he's got to make shots. I, I, you know, I, I think it gets a little bit haywire sometimes in terms of analysis, because he's still six, three, even with the long arms and even with all the good stuff that he does, he's not, he's not a high minutes player unless he makes some shots, but tells you what, what Tibbs thinks of him defensively as a rebounder. He had some great rebounds in traffic tonight, like long rebounds that his long arms, he gets up, he times it well. And then he gets the break going. Um, so he does do a lot of good things. He did a lot of good things tonight, and Tibbs rewarded him, which I think is great. Tibbs loves him. Um, I think that is the case. I know people are going to disagree with that, but I believe that Tibbs really likes him. Um, and I think his use of him last year was more about trying to minimize his weaknesses than anything else. Um, he did have that one play at the end of the first half where they had the last shot and he threw the ball out of bounds, which Tibbs looked strange. like he was going to, or first quarter. Tibbs looked like he was going <laughs> to have an aneurysm. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, I like that. Uh, Robert Cross with back for one more. First time, long time, John. Can we trade 48 of the Lakers for I don't give a fuck? I need more space in the rotation for Grimes. Hashtag 53 wins. I am going to move on from this one because I have something that I wrote today, which I'll probably pop in, probably pop in Wednesday's newsletter because I've been getting a lot of questions about can the Knicks get involved in a rush trade? Uh, short answer is no. I don't. Even as like a in a three or four team deal, I don't see it for a variety of reasons, which I'll read about in a Knicks Film School newsletter coming to an inbox near you. Um, but thank you, Rob. Dom, I really like this. This Jules too. Don't change. I hope he, I don't. I mean, I don't know. Three games in, I'm drinking the Kool Aid. Drinking the Kool Aid, Benji. I am. I just want to see the adversity hit. Um, I want to see, and then and then we'll see where you know we'll see where it is. I like that. Good, good, uh, good, good add on there. Um, Pro Gills, when you're trying to combat length in the fourth, the only reason I could think of for putting in IQ instead of Cam is trust. 
Yeah, I think so, right? And shooting, yeah, I think, well, I think, I think well founded trust. Um, like, I don't, like, I, I, I think. Would you trust Cam? Right yeah, now? Cam, I really like what Cam's done, but he's still very prone to falling asleep, missing his help assignment, gambling when he shouldn't gamble. Um, and offensively, the decision making, you know, IQ too, but I think even Cam Moore, like a little bit turnover prone. Um, so I, I think right now IQ is a better player than Cam. So I think IQ should be in there in that scenario. Very well said. Uh, next up, Lunis, am I right? Not going to get overly excited, but the team looks good now. Imagine once RJ fully has his shooting together. IQ needs 25 plus minutes a game, different jewels every year, LMAO. Um, I, I mean, yeah. <laughs> hold on. I'm looking up how many, how many minutes do you think quickly played tonight? 23. I have it in front of me. Okay. I mean, that's because it's only because he finished, right? Like, but yeah, 23. But like, but he didn't 23 make a shot. Is, is, is like, there's not many bench guys in the league that are going to play. Unless it's like a, a, a unique, like a Tyler Hero situation where it's like a guy is a, a starter that, you know, comes off the bench essentially. Like 23 is, I, um, that's fine for me. Yeah. Would I be okay if like Fournier was 23 and quickly was 25, 27? Well, sure. Yeah. Like, so you just take Fournier out a little bit early in each stint. That's what you get. Um, but 23, that, like, I, I was that's fine. a good point. Fournier shouldn't be playing more minutes than Manuel quickly on this team. That that's, is that's correct. Yeah. That's correct. Um, good, good, that, good that, that would be my quibble, but like I didn't have such a problem with how many minutes quickly played, especially because he didn't make anything. Um, but yeah, I think he should play more than Fournier. So there is that. And then different jewels every year, I think is actually insane. Like, has there ever been a player who decided to be good every other year <laughs> and then awful <laughs> the other ones? Yeah, we can't discount just how rough the other two seasons were. Early, but yeah, seems like it. Uh, Drew P, RJ got comfortable by the end, plus 22 and closed well. I, I can't with the plus minus for RJ today. It's I can't believe we played 38 minutes, RJ. Wow. <laughs> he left them out there with the second unit in the 38. third quarter when all the other... Um, he left. He, he was taking Derrick Rose's spot. Right, so uh, yeah, something funky is going on with Derrick Rose. Um I would have been okay if RJ played like 35 and maybe Cam got a few more, uh, you know, but okay. I, I do. I've always said, I do love RJ getting run with the second unit. I think it's great to get him up tempo. Um, I think it helps him get easy buckets. So I do like that a lot. Um, yeah. He got comfortable. Yeah. Look, it was good to see him make a jump shot. It had been, it had been the entire year. So I'm, I'm really glad that he made some jump shots and now he's got to keep it going. Let's get on a hot streak. Now let's go. Giddy up. Love it. Uh, next up. Thank you, by the way, to everybody who contributed tonight. This has been awesome. Haitian Ferg, Randall's play to start this year is another indictment on Kemba. He's committed and Brunson is distributing very well. I owe Randall an apology. Um, I mean, I was pretty hard on him last year. That was pretty hard. Okay, fine. I'll join you. On Kemba or Randall? On Randall. Oh. Kemba, I, I thought I was pretty kind overall. Um, I, that situation was that was oil and water from day one, Kemba and Julius, and I, I, I'm waiting for somebody to to give the behind the scenes tell all on on whatever 
was really going down there. Has Kemba but, been bought out? Yeah, he, he's a you. Any, anyone can sign him. Yeah. Maybe Charlotte will bring him back. Uh, Dennis Smith Jr. Uh, has that on lock. Lock with Tail Maladon. Oh, yeah. They took Maladon over him. They just signed Maladon. So they actually yeah. took... Uh, it's interesting. So I guess they're not going to not gonna bring him back. Um, Do you believe gonna, that? Kemba Walker gonna, might never play another NBA game? He's going to join the Isaiah Thomas school of tweeting. Um, I can believe it. Yeah. I mean, it's sad, but it is what it is. Yeah. No, it is what it is. That's well said. I I have trouble blaming any. You know, I, I Kemba wasn't good, but I, I have trouble blaming Kemba for Randall's nonsense. But I I do understand the point. I do understand the point. Yeah, same here. Well said. Thanks, Asian Robert Cross with one more. John, take the <laughs> take the wife to Mauna Kea Resort on the Big Island for ten years. This is because I was DMing Robert about my plans to. To return to Hawaii, the place of my honeymoon, um, for our ten year anniversary. Uh, although Hell I have not, yeah! Have not been to the Big Island uh, yet, and apparently Robert thinks we should go. No worries about monies. GMAC taking KFS to the moon. He's a genius. Hashtag fifty three wins. That's that might be your best comment ever. <laughs> Robert, I don't really I, know what to do. I, I have no comment. I have no comment either. <laughs> Robert leaves us routinely leaves us speechless. It's great. <laughs> Kevin Danishevsky IQ is such a great rebounder. Yes, good. Yeah, he gets in there. Long arms. Um, for sure. Thank you, Benji, for pointing out his robot arms. That was a good call by you on Twitter. Obi had one of my favorite plays adjusting on the alley oop in the second quarter. That was I'm gonna have a tough time picking out to play the game for this game. Man. Man, Obi on the break is um is appointment television. It's unbelievable. And like, it's so, I, it's so crazy how, when the, the second, that second unit comes in, like the game, it, it changes so much. Like it gets, it gets kind of loose. It gets kind of wild balls back and forth. They're forcing turnovers. They're getting dunks, alley-oops. It's crazy. It's such a, it's such a stark contrast when those guys come in. It's, uh, they, it's kind of, they nuts. needed it, especially tonight. They needed it. Um, but it's nice when the starters don't completely fall apart either when they come back in the game. Uh, good stuff, Kev. Next up, Ed Paula. Tibbs merit-based, LOL. I I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know what to do with that. I, I, think, he, I think he plays his best guys. Huh? Yeah, yeah. I think it's... He, he plays the guys that he feels most ensure victory. We have different definitions of merit than he does. Um, but like he's, he's trying to win. I just don't always agree with the way he tries to go about it. But yeah. I hear, I hear the, I, I hear the complaint. I've had the same one. Yeah. Um, Michael Patalano. I love Randall and was screaming that he bounced back, but long-term he has to go. I really think the front office can get one, maybe even two picks for him. Now I still think he's a, and Benji and I have talked about this on several podcasts. I think he's a, He's a tough fit for a lot of NBA teams. And I'm not sure. It, I, I, it's not something we need to talk about right now. He's playing well. He's he, Let's enjoy that here. But I just don't know that I see the team out there who's like, we want to we want to give up a something significant in terms of our what we can trade away for for this guy. Um the one, uh, 
this is crazy. It's not going to happen, but I can't wait to hear this in terms of the fit, at least offensively uh, and where that situation is like it's Golden State, like the craziest thing ever. Uh, yes, because they what I mean, are you pitching like a Draymond trade? Yes. They're trying to win a championship, though. They're not. It's not. It's not going to happen unless yeah. things melt down there, which is not out of the question either. So you're uh, going to go from the best defensive player in the sport to when he's when he's healthy, when he's when he's on the best defense and the, and the, arguably the most important defensive player for them for their needs to get through the gauntlet that is, you know, the West especially. I don't, no, I don't think it's going to happen. No, I don't I think. I, I do think offensively it could be really interesting. He's not obviously not sure. Dray, he's not Draymond as a passer, but he's. I think he's gotten a lot better in that role on like the short role. You, you're going to add that much space to his game, and he's much more of a scoring threat. Um, I think he could that be is. pretty dynamic offensively, but I agree that defensively would be their biggest holdup. And they're trying to win the championship, and they have like one of the most special connections in of all time. So I, <laughs> yeah. But it's just an interesting theoretical, theoretical fit. It is a theoretic, interesting theoretical fit. We'll, we'll keep it in theory for now. Uh, <laughs> thanks for the thanks for the comment and question, Michael. Chris Infanti cannot be underestimated what a massive upgrade Hartenstein is over Noel slash Taj, and I love Taj. Getting any offense at all there, such a difference. Yeah, I mean the shooting, the passing, the I think he's great on the boards, on the offensive boards, as we talked about recently. Yeah, Hartenstein's good. I love you giving. I love Chris. I love that you just gave Art and Style. He's the one guy we haven't. I don't even think mentioned. No, rock solid performance. Does um, really connects things nicely for them. Um, is very solid. Moves the ball nicely. Missed his floater tonight, which I was so upset about. I know he, he hadn't it. missed one yet. He hadn't missed one yet. Um, didn't take a three, which I felt was good. I don't think he needs to. I think the right ones will present themselves. Um, makes his free throws. Just it's a it, yeah. I mean, I I think Noel had really great moments for the Knicks. I think Taj had really great moments for the Knicks. But this is a totally different uh, level player. It just is. Yeah, and Noel's drop off on offense was just huge. It was maddening. Uh, good comment, Chris. Thanks for that. Uh, as Arthur, I think Rose is going to sit when Grimes comes back. Cam has earned his time. Tibbs loves IQ too much. Shorten Fournier's minutes. I mean, I don't think there's a chance. Uh, quick, the notion that quickly would leave the rotation is not. That's a non. That's a non-starter. I think Cam is a possibility. Rose is a possibility. Grimes just not entering the rotation right away. I think that's probably the slimmest, but at least yeah. like at least that, if you told me that, I would be like, okay, that's pretty shocking to me. But I, you, you could sell me that that is at least a possibility. There's zero chance that I quick, uh, Emmanuel quickly leaves the rotation. The untouchable in the uh, Donovan Mitchell trade is going to be out of the rotation. I, I, I would, th- I would deem it more likely that Fournier leaves the rotation than Grimes isn't put back in the rotation when he's ready. But I again, agree. I agree with that. I like with that. whether those two things are like one or two percent chances. Like I, I, there is a number I associate with it. I think there is a zero percent chance that Emmanuel quickly is leaving the rotation. Yeah, the Rose thing is going to be interesting. I, nine minutes is weird. Um, it's possible that he's out of the rotation. I, 
it's it would surprise me a lot um and i almost feel yeah i, I feel like they're kind of almost not hoping but like i think they're gonna they're, they might like wait until someone else I, has a little tweak of something or I, whatever and just do it that way so that nobody actually is taken out of the rotation but it's just kind of a a, a rotation of 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 guys to fill that spot based on who's healthy but in the range of outcomes i would say that like night more than 90 percent for me in terms of like what i think will happen is either they keep kicking the can down the road as benji just said or it's cam that leaves the rotation and then yeah. everything else is like a very 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 minute possibility again and that's only until uh, if they can make a move um and I think it's more likely than not that they do something before the trade deadline. I do. I don't I you. Agree. I mean, I think, I think that problem solves itself at some point, but it's going to be a little awkward here for the first few months figuring out how to do this now that Cam's kind of made a case for himself. Well, yeah, but that's, that's what Tibbs gets paid the big bucks. Uh, good question. Requiem Gaming, the remnant. Hello from the land of enchantment. This has become a running a running gag tonight. I am enchanted by the Orlando magic, young, talented, long and energetic. Good win for the Knicks. I feel left out. Fill me in here. What am I missing? He's, he's had a comment that starts out exactly like this. Hello from the land of enchantment tonight. I am enchanted by, and, and we don't know what the land of enchantment is. No, it's a place that I was told recently on a, on the last episode, I think what, what it is. And I forget already. They have country. Okay. I could Google it. Well, well, the next comment is coming up. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I like them too. I think there's a lot. Yeah. I think Paolo's a really weird player. I, I, I don't know. Like he's, he's really talented. I don't think he gets very far sometimes with his dribble moves. Like it feels like he stands in place when he dribbles a lot, but he can make the pull up jumper anyway. And he's so big. And once he gets a little bit of a momentum, he's a really good finisher. I think he definitely looks like he hasn't adjusted to the, to the three point distance. Yeah. Like he's short a ton. I don't even know if he's made a three yet this year. I think he's been pretty poor from three, but I think that'll probably come. Um, he gets to the line. That's the thing. He gets to the I, line. He's nine for eleven for the line tonight. I I thought part of why Randall turned it on was I think he was motivated by facing off against Paolo, who there's been some Randall comps. Um, Land of Enchantment is New Mexico, by the way. Oh, that's my bad. It's my bad too. Big New Mexico fan. Breaking Bad's a great show. There you go. Ian Epstein, what's going on, Ian? With Grimes being injured, can you envision this team if they pulled off that trade? Switch RJ for Spider. Cam is a wing. Is that a better team? Maybe. I mean, is it a better team if you replace RJ Barrett with Donovan Mitchell? And all everything else basically stays the same as it's been? Have you tuned into a Cavs game this year? I don't think there's anything else for this. That they didn't, they didn't. That was about the picks. They didn't want to give up the picks, and now they have all their picks. What they will use them on, we shall see. There we go. Good question, uh, Brian. Let's. What's the Jose Mourinho meme? If I speak, I am in trouble, or whatever. <laughs> Uh, Brian, what up, what up, guys? I'm loving the Please Baby I Could Change Randall sequel. That's a good good name for it. But let's be real. What's the probability Leon makes a sell-high trade in season? I don't... I'd be really surprised if they traded Randall in season. Very surprised. 
more unless surprised unless a star became available. More surprised if they traded Randall or Obi. Oh, Randall for sure. More surprised. Yeah, I'm with yeah. you. Yeah, it's not even close. I j- again, I I don't I don't see the deal. I don't see the deal that's going to make that that is going to make sense given. I saw someone brought up Phoenix in the comments. I I don't think that's what Phoenix is looking for. I don't. Although I, I I I hear it, I hear it because they really don't have like another guy that can actually create a shot for himself is something they are lacking like, and they, they need. Really, yeah, that was what I was saying. They, they, need they do rely on those two guys to create every single thing in their offense, and I think at times it can it can get hard, especially if you have a switchable team. Um, and Randall can punish that when he's on. Um, but they got so much mileage out of that kind of wing four with Crowder and Bridges plays the four or Cam Johnson plays the four and they're, they're really four out. Like Randall will cramp the spacing a bit. That's so pristine on that team. It changes so much of how they play. Yeah. So the question is, right. So I feel like it also kind of depends, like if they're struggling a bit or they're, they're treading water a bit and it looks like this is no longer a contender. Could they make a swing? It's not but it, unfeasible to me. It's also on New York, on New York's end. You're getting you're getting a salary fill. I mean, Jay Crow, Jay Crowder is better than salary filler. But like, do the Knicks even keep Jay Crowder? Do they? Is there a third team that gets involved? Where, where I'd rather Crowder play Reddish. I'd rather, I mean, not, I think Crowder is better than Reddish right now. But I feel like yeah, it's so not, it's not a it's not a the kind of player you really need at this stage. No. So the, so then if you're the Knicks, you're like okay, well. You know what are you getting in draft equity that makes you do that trade? And like, is are are, are the Suns compromising their ability to make a huge, huge trade by giving like some potentially juicy future? I I, I don't I don't. Well, they have the eight and chip at some point if they want. I don't know. That's the. I mean, it's a, it's another team that I could at least see the basketball fit that makes sense and like the need where they're like win now, yeah. very much win now. Um. It's at least an interesting thought. I don't know what the trade is, but it's an interesting thought. It's one of the few that is actually interesting. I agree with yeah. that. Um, good question, Brian. Uh, the main connects in 2020 draft, the Knicks moved up from 27 to, 20, to 23 and then back to 25. I have a theory. Maxi 21st is who they really wanted. IQ is next on the board. Thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, 100%. I do think they... I think they wanted Maxi. I've always thought they wanted Maxi. Makes sense with the Kentucky connection. Um, Maxie's damn good. Yes, he is. I think Maxie's better than IQ, although I've gotten some pushback from people on that. But I'm Maxie's, pretty com- pretty confident in that take. Maxie's going to probably get him. Actually, is he going to? If he's not going to get Maxie, he's going to get damn close to him. Did Philly finally win tonight, by the way? They did. They, oh, we had to, I, I was going to save it to the end. We had some, some surprising out of town scores, but I'll, I'll keep reading the, um, reading the comments. Uh, next up. In our super chats, Jacob Slavitt. What's going on, Jacob? This team seems so refreshed. Randall really put the work in on and off the court, and it's showing a ton of respect to him. No one is perfect. You're right. Very well said. Very well said, Jacob. Jalen is the ship captain we finally deserve. RJ will be fine. A lot of positivity tonight. I like it. I dig it. Jacob, that is that is spot on. Dart emoji. Crushed it. Every single part of that is right. I agree. I agree. Jacob, Jacob has good comments. <laughs> I feel like you you deserve to read one of these, although it is addressed to me. First time, long he time. wants me to. First time, long time, John. Both Sims and Deuce are NBA players. I'm more confident that Sims is an NBA player. I've seen Deuce make some baskets. 
Can we trade Fournier, Randall, and Reddish to the Lakers? What do we get back? Hashtag 53 wins. I mean, we can. I don't think the Lakers are giving you what you want in that trade. I'll say the that. Randall fit with the Lakers is is kind of strange. Um, I mean, AD. I will say this: AD has been playing center. Yeah, if AD's at center, it makes more sense. And they, I mean, they did it at New Orleans. Um, if they're getting off of Westbrook in that trade, then you do it if you're the Lakers because that's that situation is holy cow. I've never seen anything yeah. like that. Uh, I I was watching that game. I'm not ashamed to admit. I was watching the, the end of that game with utter glee. Glee, right? Like I was yes, also like dumbfounded. I've just haven't I, I've never seen something like that. I, it is it's wild. But if you're getting yeah, so then it makes sense. And I I um basketball eyes, it's okay. You just want like I think you just want more spacing if you're the Lakers, and I don't think yeah. Randall really gives you that, but he's not gonna if you get it with a Westbrook in it, then it's worth it for them. Yeah, but it's about what they're willing to give up. To, exactly. You know, whether, whatever. whether the 27, 29 picks, right? Yeah. Those are the two. Um, yeah, so keep 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 dreaming, Robert. That's all I could tell you. Kevin Danishevsky, trivia. The two wings with a lower rim field goal percentage than, than RJ last year. Two wings. Um, was one of them on the Magic? I've looked. I've, I know this answer. I've looked this up. Was one of them Cam Reddish? No, one of them was not Cam Reddish. I don't believe so. I don't Kevin, know. You, have be, you have to pay another $2 to give us the answer. Or, or, or you can just DM me. I don't know. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, ne- next after this, we'll, we'll, we'll get question. the answer at some point. Um, Ronum reacts. What's going on, Ronum? Thanks so much for the generous contribution. We appreciate you. One of the biggest things with Randall and Brunson isn't just their individual play, but their two-man game together. I tweeted something about that. I, there was a possession that was on the high side of the court where I really liked how they were going in and out and feeding off of each other. This is what Randall and Kemba should have been. I'm convinced Randall just didn't like Kemba or something. I, You know what? That may sound crazy to some. I think you're... I think Randall was bothered that they wanted him to change his game for a guy that I don't think he... I'm sure he respected Kemba as a person. I will never believe that he respected Kemba as a basketball player last year. I will never believe that. Uh, yeah, I mean, not really what Randall and Kemba should have been because because Brunson is like a thousand times better than Kemba at this stage. Um, but that's implicit in what I'm saying. Like Kemba, yeah, 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 no, I'm so, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I I think the two man game between them has ways to go. I thought even that possession that you that you flagged, I thought was like a they passed to each other like three times and like it was a bit slow developing. Um, they but, tried. There was like there was something there though. No, there is. There's and like they should work off of each other. That's all. I mean, look, I feel like if you can if you can get Brunson in any kind of mismatch, I actually feel like they're over screening for him right now. Like I want Mitch to chill. Like you're bringing a big man into the action that Brunson has to navigate. And I feel like if Mitch does anything else, go set a screen somewhere else, find somewhere else on the court to be like Brunson in a mismatch, like Cole Anthony has no chance. He has no chance. Like Cole Anthony is like the kind of defender, like, um, like you, know, you saw what he did to Mike Conley, what he did to Jordan Clarkson on Utah, like small little guys, Jalen Brunson cooks those guys. So don't bring, 
don't bring Wendell Carter into the action and make Jalen Brunson deal with that. Like sometimes just, just let Brunson go. This, this is just a side point. It doesn't have that much to do no. with it. But, but, but the reason it does have to do with this is because Randall can, Randall can get him to those mismatches without, and he forces switches. Like Mitch doesn't force switches. Randall can force a switch, which can get Brunson in a really positive matchup, which then Brunson can work. And I want them to let Brunson work a bit more. So, Meanwhile, um, speaking of, of uh, alternatives to Emmanuel quickly in the 2020 draft, uh, Desmaine, 38 points tonight. Uh, same amount as his teammate, John Morant, <laughs> against the Brooklyn Nets. Um, 38 and 38 for Jod, 37 and 37 for Kyrie and, um, and KD. And the Nets lose. Oh, oh, that's glorious. It's a shame. Love to hear that. <laughs> um, yeah, I hear that. But, that, that, you know, Desmaine was a, it's a great pick. Yeah, I will never criticize the amount of quickly pick. It's a great value. It's no, it's like, great. It's a great value. If you pick. get great value in the late twenties, no you matter what complain. comes after, you don't complain. Yeah, you know, it's, it's like it's like all the people who didn't pick Jokic. Like, all right, you didn't pick Jokic. <laughs> uh, New York or nowhere. Feel for Obi. Wonder what he could do with 30, 35 minutes a game. Man, that's those are Randall minutes right there. Unfortunately, don't think it will ever be for the Knicks. I don't either. I I wouldn't be shocked. Would not be shocked, but few things would need to happen thoughts on what team he'll be on on his next contract i i mean i'd be throwing a dart um i mean i can think of teams where he'd be a nice fit it's funny you brought up Randall with golden state i think of like ob on golden state (laughs) shit yeah yeah ob on memphis I mean, I know that like Jaron Jackson Jr. is really what they need and does a lot of things for them, but like a lot of shooting, jaw, be an interesting one. A lot of possibilities. Even like something like Obi in Chicago, somewhere where the center can legit stretch and and Obi doesn't have to play center. He'll play a little bit of center, but he doesn't have to play center and he can and he can roll. Um how about here's one. Obi on Washington next to KP? Sure. Yeah. Doesn't have to protect the rim. Yeah. We'll be on Dallas. Oh my God. Yeah. That's frightening. Okay. Let's move on from this question. I'm getting upset. Mark. So Sable, what's, what's going on, Mark? Way too early. Small sample size. Uh, but seeing how Randall, RJ, quick cam and Grimes are playing, not playing. Would you do the Mitchell trade now? Oh boy. I, do, why, why, why are you getting me into trouble? Why are you getting us into trouble, Mark? If I speak. <laughs> Um, you know, I, um, I, I can say no with a straight face. I don't know if I believe it, but I can sit here and say, tell you, no, I wouldn't have done it. I don't, I don't know if that's my answer, but I think it might be my answer if I had enough time to think about it. That's the best I could do for you. I would have done it. I've been on the record. Yeah, you have. Good for you. Could be wrong. Definitely could be wrong. I yeah. That's how I feel. Frank Sound, uh, quality player trade or draft pick trade this year. Uh, draft picks. Oh, um, I think if of those two choices, I think they will trade for a quality player. If I had to pick, my prediction. Um, I'm not trying to understand the question. What do you think they will trade for a quality player this year, or do you think they will make a trade in which the primary return is draft pick? Oh. 
Neither. Yeah, I think okay. the most li- the most likely trade is they probably give up a little bit of draft equity. If I think Fournier is the most likely draft, if the, if I think Fournier is the most likely trade, I feel like they give up a second right. rounder or something like that. Interesting. Um, and then get salary filler back. That I think is their most likely trade this season. Maybe that's the way they end up doing it. Uh, thanks, Frank. Uh, Mark, with another one. Since you answered my earlier question, who do you think are the young Knicks drafted players most slash least likely to be traded per Begley's report? Um, I, we did kind of talk about this earlier, but I will didn't maybe answer it definitively. I think... I think Obi's the most likely to go. I just there's too much. There's too much. The only the only rationale I could see for it not the world where Obi Toppin is on the Knicks long term is one where they trade Julius Randle, and I think the most likely path for them trading Julius Randle, I still think I will I will not change this thought is as a the primary salary in a trade for an upgrade for a better player. And I don't know that I see that happening anytime soon. Thus, I think Obi is the most likely guy to be traded. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think he's the most likely. I think RJ is the least likely. What, well, I don't know about that. RJ? What's the th- what's the what's the- it's well the it makes the money is complicated, but that oh because it's what's it called the the drafting poison pill poison pill. But that changes in the summer. You don't think Barrett's the least likely? You think Barrett's the more likely to be traded than quickly? No, definitely not more than Cam. Cam could get traded tomorrow. No, I'm not Cam. Cam's. I think Cam's more likely to get traded. Well, now where does Mitch fall on that? Man, you really. We're, this is a pod topic. I. I don't know. Most least likely to be traded out of basically like every Nick. We that's what, a, that, we should do that next time. What are the What are the Mitch rules in terms of trades? He could be traded anywhere, December fifteenth. December starting December fifteenth, right? Right. I don't think he'll get traded as long as Tibbs is the coach. Um, not if plays like this. I mean, like if, then again, he's val- he becomes valuable if he plays like this. Some team could want a really solid I, center. I don't. Unless they're getting a star center in a in a transaction, I don't I don't see it. Um, but maybe we'll, not. We'll see. I look, it it should. I, I don't want to go down the RJ trade thing again. Donovan Mitchell has got on multiple interviews and said, "I went to sleep. Think I was I was a Nick. That's what he said. I think it was a, it. That means someone else went to sleep thinking that they were going to wake up a member of the Jazz. So crazy. Just that is what so happened? Crazy. Uh, Robert Cross with one more NBA trade machine says we can show oh my God. Robert <laughs> says we can trade Fournier, Randall and Reddish for Russ. And then we get the 2027 first rounder hashtag 53 wins report. Yes, Robert under the cap, you could do that trade. Whether it will actually happen is a different story. Do you do that trade, John? Do I do Fournier, Randall and Reddish for Russ and a two, the 2027 first? Mm-hmm. Yes. Me too. In a heartbeat. Me too. I don't, I don't even have to think about it. Um, Kevin Danishevsky meant to say that had 1,000 plus minutes. Luke Kennard and Landry Shamit. Oh, God. Yeah, that's rough. You know, those are two of the, the least athletic wings in the entire league. And not 
we should note not anywhere in the vicinity of volume that RJ Barrett had. No, they're both shooters. Yeah. They're both very much shooters. Uh, that's depressing, Kevin. Thank you. Yes, thank you for, for depressing up. Ronan reacts. Also went to the Pistons game on Friday. Went on your live after I got home. Ashamed you didn't talk about Makai look for three. Sweet for three. I, as I, I looked it up yesterday. Carly has a 1.5 effective field goal percentage. The highest, <laughs> high, the highest effective field goal percentage in basketball as of right now. Let me say this. Let me say this. Svee was a nice pickup. I mean that sincerely. Because if you get, unlike like Wayne Selden, who was last year's end of bench guy, if you get a couple injuries on the wing or a couple of illnesses, like Svee can fill in and make a couple shots for you and play fine defense. Like a perfect guy to plug and play if you need to. So as much as that's a bit of a joke, like I, I do, I do, I like what they're thinking. I like their thinking with that signing. Shows me some intelligence. Talent play, that's for sure. Um, Can really shoot the ball. Yeah, I don't mind that. Uh, thanks for that comment. Hey, okay. We're I, I now I will officially thank him because he's not going to come on. Justin, uh, this was your first solo solo production venture, I believe. Um, did a crushed what crushed, crushed it. it? Absolutely crushed it. I love the flow of the super chats. Um, Andrew Claudio, if you're listening to this, you can take off anytime you want, man. <laughs> Justin, you're, on, you're on notice. You're on notice. <laughs> Justin Palmer, baby. Uh, give him a follow. Oh my god, I just realized I'm not following him. Jesus, <laughs> correct that right now. Um, give him a follow. He's at XAY Bank. On Twitter, so everybody give give Justin our producer tonight. Um, we also we love Andrew. Shout out to Andrew. Um, thank you to everybody. Don't forget to like this video, subscribe to the channel, and follow KFS on social at Nick's Film School with S K O O L. Gotta love that spelling. Benji, this was a long one. Thank you for toughing it out. Any final words from you? Let's do it again. Uh, let's have a let's have a performance Wednesday night. Let's do it. Let's do it again. Let's 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 take care of business against teams that we should take care of business against. And uh, thanks for having me. This was a lot of fun. I like the post game format. It's a good time. I loved having you. Um, there is a chance that Dick should be playing for the best record in basketball on Wednesday night because they're the Celtics lost tonight um, to the Bulls, got smoked, and uh, the Jazz finally lost to the Rockets. Timberwolves lost to the Spurs. How about Spurs three and one? Did not see that one coming. Um, but oh, yeah. and it's not going to come because no, it's not going to come because they're all going to get shut down. Yes, which um, is the saddest thing. It is the saddest thing. Uh, but yeah, there's only two undefeated teams left in Portland and uh, Milwaukee, who we will play on uh, Friday. And one of those uh, one of those teams, Portland, is playing the the Nuggets right now. Um, so. You never know. We got got some real early season stakes playing for something here. Uh, check us out after the game on Wednesday, before the game on Wednesday, pregame, the whole thing. And uh, we got a pod dropping uh, Wednesday also. Wednesday morning, that'll be your way. Got a good, good guest coming up for tomorrow. I think that's it. We're out. Talk to you soon. Peace. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. 
The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com